0: The power of a podcast extends well beyond plugging in the mic. So if you're ready to learn how it can help you build a big business, then I'm your best friend. Hi, I'm Joanne Bolt and I am obsessed with all things podcasting and creating an unapologetically big revenue business with it. From podcast guesting to podcast hosting and everything in between, we're going to dive into it all and show you step by awesome step how using a podcast can and will grow your business. To grab a glass of wine and pop your headphones on, because girlfriend, happy hour has begun here on The B Word. All right, guys, welcome back to The B Word. Lindsay, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So you guys, if you don't know, and if you don't know, then clearly you're just now tuning into the B word because they talk about Lindsay all the freaking time. She probably doesn't know that and silently stalk her a little bit. But I really have watched this woman's amazing career really develop and fold over the last few years. I seriously, Lindsay, I'm like the silent stalker that you never knew until I popped into your world last February when I finally said I have to meet her in person and I have to show up at one of her masterminds. So, Lindsay, the powerhouse woman herself, tell everyone a little bit about your journey from writing the book and then starting the community, and then we're going to kind of loop it around to where
1: you are today, because I have some major questions about the today piece. Mm, Ooh, I'm so excited to get into all of it. Yeah, the challenge is always to try and share the story in a concise way, because there's so many lessons that unless you really were side-by-side with me day in, day out, watching me try and fail and cry my way through this this process of building what I've built today, you could be fooled by looking at the outside picture, the highlight reel, into thinking that I'm any different than you are, those of you listening. And the truth is, this journey has really just showed me what it takes in order to step into something that's way bigger than you. And it's, it's taught me that not only am I perfectly capable but we all are. It's just going to be on the other side of doing some things that feel really uncomfortable. And where I was seven years ago was in a season of discomfort, but it was, a, it was a self-imposed discomfort that was brought on by the fact that I was just kind of playing it safe. I was only doing the things that I knew I would be good at. I, I would say, this is how I would describe it, is I realize now looking back, I, would, I was giving maybe 60 to 70 percent of my full potential on a given day, building this other business that I was building. And I it was tricky because I could make it look like 100%. I was getting results. I was I was being recognized. But deep down, if you know there's more, there comes a point where you can't ignore that anymore. And in this season of restlessness, I come across a post by a random acquaintance. It wasn't even a good friend. Not even someone that I like really trusted or had a, a deep relationship with, but a post on Facebook that that was something to the effect of she was doing a program to help entrepreneurs write a book. And I still today have the screenshot saved on my desktop because I it was the moment that really changed everything. But I, it didn't make any logical sense because I what I have a screenshot of is the message I sent her literally said, I don't know why I'm messaging you. I don't ever plan to write a book, but something in me kind of said, hey, you should look into that. And that message led to signing on to do this 16 week program. I'll skip to the end. And the spoiler alert is I, I wrote a book that I never planned to be anything more than that. I didn't have an audience. I didn't have a plan to build a community or host events or anything. But what started to happen during that year of writing the book and, and getting over myself, getting out of my own way, facing my fears, is I was learning these lessons and realizing that there was just a, a really a deeper meaning behind what I was writing about and what I the impact I wanted to make. And then the publisher, editor slash publisher, Publisher said you should do a book launch event, and it sounded like no fun to do an event that was all about me. So I said, well, maybe you know we could have an event where we have speakers and talk, you know, kind of bring the message of this book to life. Because the book and and then the community and everything that has come since then was really inspired by just this very simple realization I had where I was in another business in health and fitness and you know like I said on the surface it looked great and it was great I had a great life it wasn't pretend I just knew it wasn't it wasn't my full potential there was more for me and people would look at that version and say gosh I'm so inspired by what you've done or I would love to do my own thing or I have this idea for a business and every single time I would sit you know whether I was across from someone at coffee or on a Zoom call like this and in the next breath, without skipping a beat, they would tell me why they weren't ready. They didn't know enough. They didn't have the right network. They were afraid. And, and every single time I'd kind of be like, wait, hold the phone. would Stop right there. <laughs> didn't anyone tell you? That's actually how you know you're going in the right direction. We all feel that way. And I realized we had a duty. And if I wanted to really make this change, it started with me to share more of the real journey behind the scenes of building businesses and pursuing big dreams. Otherwise, we were doing the rest of the world a disservice and people were sitting on brilliant ideas thinking that we all have it all together. And this is why I love you because you keep it so raw and real. We do not have anything together. I am actively still to this day figuring things out as I go. And With that, this little seed of an idea grew into what's now the Powerhouse Women community and event and podcast and, you know, this global movement that I'm still unqualified. Like if we think of qualifications, I'm completely unqualified to lead, but that's actually the place that I want to be. I always want to be stepping into the next version of myself and expanding and growing and making sure that people along the way see the highlights but also the failures and the challenges so that they know that they can do it too. I love this so much
0: for several reasons. A, it gave me permission to show the world what a shit show it really is. I probably would have been afraid to do that if other people weren't already stepping out like you and showing the world. But, you know, I grew up in, and I'm sure you did too, in this era where what you showed to the public, and this was way before social media, you know, it's what you showed up to wear in church and what, how you looked at school and how you behaved at restaurants. But that public facing piece was always of the best version. And it was all like, whatever was going on at home, like, don't tell people, don't let them know, you know, don't let them know that you might not wash your hair on a Saturday morning or that we had a fight yesterday. And so I think that we innately ingrained in us as a result not to show that to the world. And by opening those doors, this whole next generation has got an entirely different opportunity.
1: Oh, true. That's so good. And I get it, right? Because as a business owner, you are curating a brand. You know, if, if those of you listening have a business or you're really creating a brand, maybe out of your personal brand, that is something to take into consideration. I don't necessarily think that you have to show all, you don't have to air everything out online. I'm just talking about bringing a little bit more honesty into the conversation. Which I think the fear is that it'll make people trust us less. And the, the truth is, my experience, and I'm curious to hear yours too, is it's actually had people trust me more. Cause they yeah. know I'm they know I'm in in the same lessons that they're going through and I've I've earned the right to mentor them or speak to that topic. And that was always the fear is well, if people find out that I still struggle, will they want to listen to me? Will they want to learn from me? And it turns out they really do. They want to learn. Most of us want to learn from someone who's going to share both the good, the bad and the ugly. Especially when that
0: someone is so open about saying this was my experience. That doesn't mean it'll be the same for you. But I did it the way you're suggesting. I was going down the path you were going and this is the result I found but mm-hmm. so then that also gives that person that opportunity to continue down that path and either figure out a different solution or when they have the same failing result they can look at you even more and be like oh okay Re- really she knows what she's talking about mm-hmm. yeah that's so good because you're not you're not sharing those behind the scene like fail moments out of a you know I'm better than you attitude it's a oh please don't make the mistake that I did
1: Yep. Let me save you the trouble and the heartache if I can, but also if you go through this and if you feel the same pain i then I'm here. here, let me show you that you're not alone. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I think if you come from that place, it does come across authentically. And here's honestly the biggest thing is it took the pressure off of me, it took the pressure off. I do not have to be perfect. I do not have to have it all together or be confident every single day in order to make a difference and that was for a long time what did stop me. That is what did keep me playing in that comfortable zone because I didn't like the feeling of being uncomfortable and being, you know, stepping beyond what I knew I was capable of. But in in turn, I ended up, the reason I felt so restless is because I wasn't growing. And I think that's really why we're here. If we want to get like very, so I think we're just on this planet to grow and learn lessons along the way and make a difference as we do it. I agree. And I will tell you one of the biggest
0: lessons I learned from you personally had nothing to do with what the mastermind was about. And it had nothing to do with anything we were actually discussing, but it was, you're going to laugh, but it was this one concept. You were okay standing in front of the 22 of us that were there at that mastermind and saying, I love you all. I'm here to build community with you. Please don't be upset that I'm not going to go out to dinner with you. I need to unpeople for a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. I need to be able to go back to my own space. Yeah. And it just be me. And I literally sat there and thought, oh, my God, thank you, because I'm there at this (laughs) event. And I'm like, oh, we're supposed to go network and we're supposed to go do all these things. But I have this innate need myself to like retreat and just process and be by myself. And you gave me permission to do that, Mm -hmm. which is probably not something you set out to do. But by being open and vulnerable, it allowed me
1: to know that that's okay. Yeah. And that's such a great, a great example of that's something that I had to overcome, learn it the hard way, that the the less I had boundaries around my own energy and and was showing up and thinking I had to be everything to everyone at events, I was actually shortcutting their experience because they weren't connecting with each other as much. And especially knowing the group of women that I was impacting and speaking to in this realm, all of you are leaders, all of you are serving others in big ways. It was my duty to show an example of what it can look like to have very loving boundaries, be fully available during the day, during our sessions, and fully have boundaries that I honor myself with on the other side of that so that I can come back the next day and serve in the way I want to. So yeah, everything is a lesson. It is That actually was intentional to share that with you all because Uh, I I I learned it. I not realize that, but it worked. But because I learned it watching someone else do it. And I was like, oh, that was delicious. Yeah. That. It really no, was, it was definitely so refreshing. <laughs> yes, right. Yep. Yeah. So good. And I'm like, wait, so I don't have to be
0: the party girl, the center of attention, like not center of attention, but like I don't right. have to when the whole group wants to go out, go with them. Like that's okay to, mm-hmm. to say I need time to be in my
1: own hotel space. Then yeah, I walk think- away. And people would probably be surprised. To hear this about you, I, I hear all the time people are surprised to hear this about me because I I can and I actually do love being on stage. I love being at events. I love speaking. And I'm more of an introvert in that I have to recharge alone and I actually require a lot of alone time. Me too, A lot of alone time in order to process in the way I want to process and show up the way I want to. So, even just that, you know, I, I think it's so cool to learn about ourselves through this journey because the more I have, then it allows me to have the kind of conversations, even with my own husband, to say, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not mad or I'm not upset. That's not why I'm, I'm kind of like locking myself in my office. It's because I'm recharging my own energy and I just need a little bit of alone time to do that. And realizing like that makes me a better wife, it makes me a more present friend. And then to have those conversations without, apologizing for having that need
0: i've actually taken that into the ability to translate that to my children as well you know emily and i were in the car just this afternoon and she's just chatterboxing all over the place you know she just had her first babysitting job she was super excited over it and i like wanted to hear everything she had to tell me and and then i realized at one point she said mom are you even listening and i was like no I'm actually not. And I apologize to her. I was like, mm-hmm. I am so sorry. You are ready to just chatterbox. Mom needs a little bit of me time because I need to process a few other things in my brain. And I cannot do that right now. And so she was yep. like, OK. You know, and she just took it and ran off. And I didn't feel bad about it because I was like, OK, yep. I didn't just lie to her and
1: say I was listening. I actually explained mm-hmm. to her I just needed a little bit of me time. And can you imagine if we had been taught that lesson as teenagers Ugh. and grew up knowing it was okay to have those boundaries and and have those conversations about the boundaries that is going to serve her in such big ways that's really cool yeah my husband and I often talk about my son because he's very much like me and
0: not and she's very much like my husband and so Jeff will get frustrated when Hunter just needs to go in his room and he's like oh he's such a teenager he just needs to go and shut the door and be by himself I'm like or he's a mini me (laughs) and he just needs space like give him the space and then he'll come back out and interact. And sure enough, when we give him the space, he'll come back out and interact. But when we try to force him
1: to, that's when the teenager comes out at him. Mm -hmm. Yep. I, I mean, I resonate with that so hard. And I can always tell when I am not taking care of my own energy in that way because I do get frustrated. I don't show up as the person that I want to for my team, for my my husband, for the people in my life. And that's on me. No one is forcing me to to show up that way. That's me not having the self-love to enforce those boundaries. Or maybe I'm even unaware. For a long time I was just unaware of what my needs were, because I'd never thought about it. But then realizing I could have those conversations and ask for what I needed with love. And most people will understand that if it's coming from a place of you want to, you you're Communicating what you need so that you can show up for them even better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's progress a little bit beyond the book that you wrote. And then you started this event, and it's called the Powerhouse Women event. It's in Arizona. I will tell you, the first time I ever saw the event, I thought it was in Arizona just because it was an awesome hotel and a great resort location. And then I realized you live there. And I was like, oh, well, that's just a freaking brilliant piece of marketing move, you know. <laughs> Keep it where you live and keep it local. That makes it easier. But it's there every single year and has grown from year to year to year. I think, what are you up to for the August event of 2023? Like 500 women? We'll probably have about 650. Okay. So now it's not some small mid size event. It's mm-hmm. getting to that size that for me, I'm kind of like, Ooh, okay, that's a lot of peopling right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you serve that entrepreneur female stepping into that next self or the first version of the next version of her so, so, so well. But I will tell you, as I've watched over the years from afar, and obviously now they are at the event as well, but you and you have said this yourself, you've gone from really great speakers on stage and this year you have a little bit like a different level of women on your stage and so that alone attests to how you yourself has grown as an entrepreneur and I'm interested and curious to to hear from you like what do you think the next phase for Lindsay is because while I don't think you'll ever not be powerhouse woman Lindsay and taking care of those young budding entrepreneurs there's got to be that need for you because i I know you went on a retreat with Jenna and Amy and Jasmine Star, like all these people that most of your audience is probably thinking, like, how the hell did you get in that room? I mean, we know you're capable, but really, how the hell did you get in that room with robes (laughs) at a retreat? Like, what? How do I get there? Yeah. But if you've hit that level of those are your peeps now, what's next? What's what's your next big step? I would. I'll tell you selfishly what I would love to see is that level mastermind step for the step above the powerhouse women, you know, like that. Okay, y'all have started your event and you're ready to hit the Jasmine Star, Lizzie Schwartz, Annie Porterhouse sitting around in your bathrobe level. But I know for you that has to like feed your soul at some level. So really, like what's next? That was a really long winded way of saying what's next.
1: No, but I, I love it. And I, I love hearing the question. I always want to hear from people, what do they want next? Because I truly have never created something that wasn't born in a conversation just like that. But I will share, maybe not the answer you were expecting, but this is the the truest answer of where we're at in the business right now. And I say we because I have a, a business partner that I build this with and an amazing team. But Hannah and I, my business partner and I, you know, we're, we're making some pretty drastic moves that may not seem drastic to other people, but we're getting very clear and we took space this year. Mm -hmm. We did less. We didn't run a mastermind so that we could have space to really sit with the bigger vision and the bigger picture because there's so many different directions that we could go and there's so many things we could do. But what we know is that we love Hosting events and creating experiences, including like the mastermind retreat you got to be a part of. Creating experiences is one of the things that I know I'm here to do, and to do in a bigger way, and to that'll that'll evolve a little bit. There's some ideas there. We love our podcast. I love to serve people in this like one to many capacity, and I've always known that about myself. It's why I've never done one on one coaching, but I think the evolution for me now comes in the form of stepping in and and being open to and getting my energy ready to serve on bigger stages now i don't just mean bigger stages as far as events but i think there's a possibility of media aka a tv show or something of that nature we've considered that i just we're getting ready as a brand, we're getting ready as individuals so we can be prepared for these these bigger opportunities. But it's requiring me, and this has been the, the uncomfortable part, it's requiring me to be less available. Meaning, I'm not doing as many podcast interviews. The ones that I'm doing are the ones that are like, oh, hell yes, I wanna, I want to talk to that person, which is exactly <laughs> why I'm here. And I'm not doing as many smaller coaching containers, at least for right now. And I'm sharing this to share with anyone who's who's listening as an entrepreneur where you get to a point where the thing, like for me, the thing that used to stretch me the most was hosting a mastermind. And then it was clear at the end of last year when we completed last year's mastermind that it was time for a pause. I don't know that it's a complete, we'll never do one again. But in order to really preserve energy, like we've been talking about, to, to serve at that bigger level, but also just to take some space and time to really get quiet and get still. And I know you're a high achiever just like me. That's one of the, the most difficult things for me to do is just get quiet, especially when I'm surrounded by and, you know, my friend circle now includes these women who've created multi multi-million dollar businesses doing things that when I think about doing that, like if I think about scaling just an e-course business, it doesn't light me up. So I know that that's like that could be really profitable. That's amazing. But I I know that that's not the thing that I want to give all my energy to. So right now, it's I'm, I'm very much in the personal evolution, getting ready for something that I don't actually think I can see yet. But what the stage I'm at is requiring me to say no to things that were like dream opportunities five years ago. And that's the part not many people talk about is like you got to say a lot of no's. To save space to get ready for to to even leave room to create and nurture these higher level relationships that are on a whole different level than you know the relationships i've had up until this point so i don't actually know what's next i just know that it's requiring a lot of stillness and a lot of space right now to get ready for it but i'm excited i can't wait to share when i figure out exactly what that is i think that's awesome and and i have watched
0: you build your team over the last 12 months, you've added a few people on, you've created some roles. And so I think that probably is, to put it in like the, for lack of better terms, a mother, mothering term, nesting. You're almost like nesting to get ready for that next version that you're not sure what it's going to look like, but you know you're getting the people in place to make sure what you've already built doesn't skip a
1: beat when you hit that next place. Mm, and that's, that's so important because and I'll I'll share just from a personal stance, and I know I'm not the only one who feels this way because I have conversations with entrepreneurs all the time, especially those that have kind of evolved beyond, okay, I'm not really challenged by the idea of starting a business. Like I get it, I'm in action, I'm I'm out getting out of my own way, like all of you in the mastermind. But then there's this other part of us who's like, But why isn't it happening? Why isn't it happening faster? Why am I not getting those opportunities? Why aren't people noticing me? Where's my invitation for the girls weekend with these like high level entrepreneurs? And I get it because I felt that way. I've felt impatient almost my entire journey. And and I don't think impatience is a bad thing. I think that's part of it is just my drive to always kind of be better, evolve, grow. But I have to be careful where I'm putting expectations on my journey, my expansion that aren't they aren't correlated with. Where I'm at, uh, like my personal growth level, meaning, had I, you know, gotten the opportunities I'm getting now, even to be in certain social circles, I wouldn't have been ready for that. i didn't I didn't have enough of like a self-image that matched the the level of the relationships that are now a part of my life. I, I can see my growth. I can see how I can hold my own. Even if I am the least successful person in the room where that wouldn't have always been the case or, you know, to be in certain friendships, you got to be ready for it to be held ac- massively accountable, which can be really uncomfortable. So realizing that we're never like the journey is always going at the exact pace it's it's meant to. And even when we can't see it, we're being prepared for what's next. We're being prepared at an identity level, because if you've got if you just got all of your dreams tomorrow. Most of us wouldn't be prepared to handle that. And that's like it's I don't love admitting that or I I guess I don't love that reality because I think I want it all right now, but I really don't.
0: Well, and I would say in your friend circle, you're definitely not the smallest fish in the sea, even if you sometimes feel that way. Because there's always a skill set and always some reason they brought you into their world. And it's because they either needed your personality or they just needed you to fill a void in a gap. But there's something energetically that brought you into their world. So, you know, live in that moment and love it. it Yeah. It's
1: my amazing humor. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like to tell myself. No, it's your clothes. It's your. It's totally uh, your closet. Also that. Also that. Yes. <laughs> My dance moves. Who knows? It's just the intangibles. But you're right, and and that's that's very much like the season that I'm in now, where I I know I no longer feel like I don't belong in really in any room. Now that doesn't mean that I am going to be invited into every room, but I'm operating in a different frequency, and how I know it is that I'm getting the invite. Right. I'm getting invites that I wouldn't have gotten before, which is really it, it's cool in a different way than I thought it would be. It's cool to look internally and go, oh, that's that's awesome. I've I've really changed. I can feel how differently I'm showing up. This is all the external stuff is great, but it's just showing me the growth that I've had. And that's the thing I'm most excited and of about and proud of. I love that. All right. So let's actually loop back to something
0: you said that is still in my brain from the very beginning of the conversation. You said you it looked like you were operating at 100 percent, but you were only at about 60 percent. Did you know you were operating at 60 percent or did you figure out later when you looked back that you were only at 60 percent?
1: I honestly didn't. I wasn't aware. It wasn't like I didn't know that I could be doing different things in my previous business. But the internal dialogue and this will kind of be a glimpse into where my mindset was at i would look at other people who were getting the results that i wanted and i felt like i was doing all the same actions mm. and i was doing some of them like i wasn't and and that's that's a tricky thing too cuz we can never see we're not, i wasn't following these people around and seeing every conversation they had every time that you know they made that extra phone call they made that extra you know contact that i wasn't making cuz i was stopping where i was comfortable so I think I was fooling myself because I was really, really good at making up busy work so I could feel important. That's good. Right. I, cause I think a lot of
0: people do that. Yeah. Yeah. I and know, know when I was in the doing. real estate world, that was the number one killer of your time was because you didn't have a boss. Yep. It was busy work. So you felt like you were a super successful real, est- you know, real estate agent. If you weren't having the closings, then the receipts weren't there. And I think when we enter into just generic entrepreneurship world or the digital world or whatever it is, and we don't have someone saying every day what to do to hit the goal and giving us the goals to hit and the steps to get there, we, we do find that we can fill our days with busy work.
1: Yeah. And that's a tricky place to be because then what also happens is your brain. I very much had like this addiction to work and I was I was seeking validation by being busy because I wasn't okay with the thought that results could come easily. I didn't feel worthy of them if I didn't have to work really hard, probably like the Midwest mentality that was ingrained in me growing up. But what's tricky about that is then I got to a place where I was like, well, shoot, I can't even imagine what it would take to grow my business because I'm already tapped out energetically. So that that previous business really taught me a lot of lessons that when I transitioned into fully building powerhouse women a few years later, now I can I can feel the difference when I'm pushing and controlling and when I'm making up work so I can feel important versus when I'm focusing on the things that are actually moving the needle and letting and this has been a huge lesson too like empowering a team around me to do the rest because that's the other thing that I I default to when I'm sabotaging myself for being just really honest here. And we are is I will find myself obsessing over and like little details that actually are none of my business. Yeah. And that's just how I know I'm like, oh, OK, all right. T- yeah. Time to step back, l- release the control, because that's that's usually a sign that like internally your nervous system is starting to be triggered by the fact that you're moving toward you're kind of evolving into this next level of you. And it's going to require you to show up differently, to think differently, to operate differently. And that does feel scary. So I spent last week, I took a look at
0: one of the pieces of my business and I was like, I'm going to burn the boats down. Mm-hmm. You know, that that saying that like if you get to the island and the, you burn all the boats, you burn the exit strategy. So you have to figure this out. And I spent two and a half days just diving into the details of the piece of the business I wanted to revamp, relook at and build it up the way I really wanted it to. And finally, my integrator, Stephen, he called me out on it. He was like, what the hell are you doing? (laughs) And I'm like, Stephen, I'm breaking it down. I've got all these columns and the spreadsheets and the doc. And he's like, no, you cast the vision of where you want this piece to go. Now you have to trust your team to make that happen. And you're getting in the weeds and not moving it forward. You're actually moving it backward. And I'm like, so insulted. I was like rude. What are you talking about? And he was like, Joanne, did you just create a landing page for it? And I'm like, I did. And I was so excited. And he's like, That is not your job. Yep. So <laughs> relatable. Oh my gosh. I'm a- But you're right. Like I was so energized by the whole thing that I let myself do the busy work not to feel good about what, but it was just the energy was so there. I know I'm going in the right direction, but boy. Yeah. What did my team let me know
1: that? Yeah, no, I just took their jobs from them and they weren't okay with that. And that's such a normal part of the growth of a leader as well. So hopefully those of you listening to this know that it's it's completely normal. It's it feels really uncomfortable to to make that transition, especially from solopreneur to leader of a team, because the things that got you to start the business and the qualities that you had to embody, are completely different than the qualities you need to embody to be a leader of a team who runs a business. But it's so hard sometimes to bridge that gap,
0: right? To go from the, I did create all the web pages and write all the email sequences to, nope, now I have to trust that they're going out the way that I want them to and they're being said in my voice and my words, but maybe I didn't exactly write them myself or I didn't exactly create that page. Like, it's not a, for me, it's not a fear of, you know, letting go. It's that I'm so used to doing that. It just drives me crazy to not do it.
1: Yeah. And and the advice I've heard, which is also still something that I'm very much learning and practicing myself, is that it it won't ever be exactly like the way we would do it. It just won't. But if it's 70 percent good enough, that's good enough. All right. That's great advice. And that's Everyone listening, that 70 percent
0: good enough is good enough. Mm-hmm. And love. still that. learning that lesson myself to be <laughs> clear. Awesome. Well, Lindsay, thank you. Just, just from the bottom of my heart for taking the time out in your world. I know, like you said, you're in that season of saying no, calming things down, getting ready for the storm that will come after the big event in August, after you figure out where you're going next. And so I feel like it's a really huge privilege to be one of those people that you said yes to because you've definitely been a huge part of my life over the last year. And I cannot wait to see, you know, what's going on next in Powerhouse Women and to watch
1: you continue to grow and evolve. Uh, That's what makes it so fun is to be on this journey with women like you who are evolving right along with me. And, you know, for us to really get to experience this together, it's what inspired the entire community, right? That idea that we're not meant to do this alone. And I can't watch, wait to look back five years from now and see where all of us are, right? Everyone who is in the mastermind to see where your business is, to see where Powerhouse Women is. And I think that's ultimately my, my greatest wish is just that the community piece is what people know Powerhouse Women for. Well,
0: and I will definitely say it has a different feel to it so if you haven't looked into it obviously go look up the girl gang we will put links to everything in the show notes but you know we were i'm always going to be pointing you in lizzie's direction that's just been part of my journey so i will continue to do so as well and until next time guys as always build your empire and put a mic on it and we'll see you next time We just finished another episode of the B Word podcast, and it was so good. I mean, how many nuggets of info did you grab from that one episode? I know I got at least three. So do me a favor, friend. Hop into your podcast player of choice and leave a five-star review, letting me know what you got most from this episode. What was your biggest aha? I read every single review, and I appreciate them all. Thanks.